kickback, bring the whole crew. Right around 10 came dressed in the nines. You already know what we really finna do when we pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene, yeah, we pull up on the scene. Welcome to this episode of The Trillist. On today's episode, we have Dr. Amna. Hello, everyone. Dr. Ashley. Hello. And Dr. Trudy. Hey, guys. All right, all of these doctors, I have, like, air quotes on because we're all, like, <laughs> <laughs> undergrad or, like, post-bac students. So, like, we, you're not doctors yet. Who knows what Who the knows? future holds, oh, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Well, it could be, like, a PhD, not a medical doctor right? soon, hopefully. Yes. I'm I don't gonna, know. <laughs> we'll I see. Her. She rocks. Thank you. So, like, we're all going to give anonymous people that have submitted issues they're going through. Dear Sia... I want a nose job, but I can't afford it. What should I do? So there was a, a skit on a comedy show a, a while ago, and it was talking about credit card debt. And the crux of the, like, the joke was, how do I get a credit card debt? And the answer was, do not buy what you cannot afford. Very simple principle. But if you can't afford it, don't buy it. And that's my advice. <laughs> okay. Right. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, like, if you can't afford it and if it's something that you don't need right now in this moment, like you can get a nose job anytime in your life when you can afford it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the money for it right now, like I don't think you should go for it. And it's the same, like another uh, slogan. It's like if you can't afford to buy it twice, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't buy it in the first place. So something to think about too. Another thing I'd say, like regard the, regarding the economic aspect of it, I've heard one time something, if you buy something you don't need, in the future you're going to have to sell something you need. Mm. So that's, if you go in debt for that, I would say it's up to you. Like it's not, it's not my place to tell you whether to get a plastic surgery or not. But the mini psychologist in me would say, why would you want to get it? Is there an underlining issue? Did someone criticize your nose? Because I have... A, and knows that, I don't know, plastic surgeons have told me need to be fixed. But for me, it's I don't really care what plastic surgeons say or what people say. And I've never had anyone comment on my nose except my mom. She wants me to get plastic surgery as well. But I think it boils down to what you really want and why you want it. If something you're doing it for yourself, it's going to make you feel 10 times better than I would say go for it when you have the money for it. But don't go into debt for something. True. And I yeah. like, I even um, chose to put this question on this episode with Amna because I remember Amna speaking about this. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. Last, Amna and I were in a recitation together from Pursuit of Happiness, which is a mm -hmm. psych 006 class. And she mentioned how her mom, um, was talking her mom likes like plastic surgery and it's she's not just plastic surgery she yeah. just want like i know where she's coming from like she wants the best for us especially the daughters so in the future if anything doesn't go like well we wouldn't blame her and one of those aspects is how we look from the outside so she wants us to look as best as we can but i don't agree with her approach but i do see where she's coming from mm -hmm. so yeah it's more like she wants the best for us mm -hmm. but it's yeah. her idea of what's best. True. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you have a personal, like, connection. So yep. you'll be able to, like, speak at it on, mm -hmm. a, like, an intimate level. Yep. And you've also, like, you haven't chosen to get it done even yep. though you've been, like, offered. So I think what can you, like, 
go deeper on that and explain like why you decided like no I like my nose the way it is well one of the main reasons is now especially with social media and everything you see everyone getting they start with one augmentation whether it's their nose lips or whatever I'm not against that but from my observation the more as people start they never get satisfied they get involved like they get so deep into what is wrong with their face to the point where they want to achieve symmetry and your face is not supposed to be symmetric it's not supposed to be like drawn out with a ruler and i see this obsession that never ends people start going crazier and crazier and i just don't want to start this so i don't go through this whole cycle mhm and like i hear stories of people like getting like three breast augmentations cuz they get the first one and then they're not happy with that and then they go back yep. and like mm-hmm. back again and it's this like never ending like there's always something that like bothers like i feel like each and every one of us have a subjective like thing that we're insecure about mm-hmm. but again with like humanity like we tend to strive for perfection but we're not like perfect beings we're not meant to be perfect and with that comes this like obsessive compulsiveness about like achieving that perfect thing and then you yeah. see someone else and like well they're perfect or like whatever and again with i think a lot of life is like smoke and mirrors it's not just like instagram itself it can be real life cuz um i was speaking to a friend this morning and i was saying how a lot of people think they know um people based on the outside appearance and i'm not mm-hmm. speaking about social media like physically yeah. or like what they do what you know about the person but you do not know what happens behind closed doors the struggles people go through like i personally have been through stuff in my life that if i told people they'd be like what mm-hmm. cuz they don't like see it or when they interact with me they don't notice mm-hmm. um and i think it's important that whenever we interact with people we always think about that like mm-hmm. you're going through stuff that i could like never imagine so i'm not going to um judge you or like hold my life to your life you know right like just because plastic surgery may not be for you doesn't mean that like you can criticize other people for doing it cuz i also know people who like got a nose job and, and they think it was like the best decision of their lives like their confidence shot yeah. up and they like have been living their best life ever since and it's like a decision that really changed how how they felt about themselves how they like felt about their presence in the world and that's great but again like i think it goes back to like what is the reason that you're doing this yeah. for like um i'm from china and like coming from like asian countries i feel like a lot of asian countries like china or like korea have like really intense like beauty standards that everybody tries to adhere to and especially for like young women plastic surgery is just like a no brainer these days like most people get to a certain point and it's like if at this point you know how plastic surgery like what are you even doing like everybody's gotten their nose done everyone's gotten their chin done everyone's gotten their eyes done whatever um and it's just like if like if you think about it like how could an entire like nation of people like have one sort of ideal that you're striving for you know what i mean like how can it be so universal if it's like how can it be so universal if it's like if it's authentic mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if something is authentic there's no way that it could be the same for so many people you know what i mean like each person has their has their own unique features has their own unique life in general so like to try and apply something that that's like seemingly like agreed upon a, a, 
like across an entire society, just I don't think that that's the right reason that you should do something for your own self. Mm-hmm. I definitely think I'm kind of less qualified than you guys to speak <laughs> on this. Because like male, male beauty standards are not nearly as high as female beauty standards. Like our beauty standards consist of getting out of bed and like putting on clothes where like you guys have to do like jump through ho- hoops and like in China, like if plastic surgery is that big, then like that's a whole, it's all, that's its whole, whole other level. Right. And so I think with this question, my, like the reason I was so simple on it was because like growing up, I realized if there's something I don't like about my body, look at it and then move on. Mm-hmm. Like that was literally how I, Right. Like my nose, I was like, that's, that's kind of big. And the next day I was like, oh, it's raining outside. That's, <laughs> that's literally how I've gone through life. Yeah. And I don't, like, I don't think I can necessarily ask this person to do that with their life. Because obviously, like you said, you never know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. I just think it's about like doing what you can every day to like love yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whether that is just Definitely. like your natural self and like because we all like I'm sure all of us in like middle school and high school and like even elementary school have had like weird insecurities about specific things in our body that we grew out of now and we're like I can't believe I wasn't even like insecure about that can't Mm -hmm. believe I was so obsessed with that one particular tiny little thing you know what I mean so like I think it's just about learning to you knowing that as you grow older you will love yourself more and more and knowing that like you can get to that process and, like, if that process for you requires, like, getting plastic surgery or augmentations, then do that for yourself. True. And uh, can I add one last thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, if if the money is the only issue and you're doing it for yourself, I'm not against, like, I'm, it's not my place on you not to, to do it. But for now, I would say start with something small. Start with makeup. Start contouring mm. to see whether you like it or not. <laughs> True. And yeah. if, like... A year or two from now, you have a little bit of money. It starts with something non-invasive. Like, mm-hmm. they use now lip fillers in your nose to fill out, like, the gaps and the cracks and all mm-hmm. those things. So start small, and eventually when you have the money for it. You can, like, build up, right? Yeah. yeah. And if anything, I feel like not having enough money for it right now might be a blessing in disguise. Exactly. Because it'll it'll force you to, like, wait it out another period for mm-hmm. a bit. Like, and then if... In six months, in a year, in two years, if you still want to do it, then you will know, like, you will feel better about the decision because you know that you've waited this time Mm -hmm. and you still want this now. Rather than, like, going out on a whim or just, like, recently you haven't been feeling your nose, so you're just like, ah, I need to do something about it. I think it's a blessing in disguise for sure. There's, like, a level of, like, delayed gratification. Right. Mm -hmm. And you could also, like, I know some people start, like, penny jars or, like, Mm -hmm. any extra change. You can start, like, a nose job like whatever and that again gives you the time to build up to that and make sure it's something you actually want to go through Mm -hmm. but also like realize am i doing this because like i want a specific guy to be into me or like society is telling me i should look this way like Mm -hmm. really reflect and like meditate on it um and get right with yourself and really ask yourself like what is influencing me like you guys said Mm -hmm. because that's important it's like the difference between like you get it done and you're happy or like you get it done and you're still like unhappy and like something else is like missing. Right. Make sure you're not trying to f- fulfill something else with like the plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you do you, boom. How much does a nose job cost? I honestly don't know. <laughs> it can be really expensive. But I mean, that's... Yeah, it, it, it depends, can start right? anywhere from like $6,000 with basic 
augmentation up to like it can go up to ten thousand. You could furnish it. And depends. Yeah, and depends. Like in Qatar, it's much more expensive. They start with ten thousand dollars, and in the U.S., depends on which state and obviously. Yeah. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. Like horse prices. I I used to want to be a horse trader. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and when my mom was trying to convince me to get plastic surgery, and I finally saved up enough for it, and then I realized that I could do much more with that money. So I moved to Philly, and I'm taking classes, and I'm happy, and I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. And I never thought again about, like, how my nose, how, yeah, how would having a different nose would would be better than this whole experience. Mm-hmm. You can travel like across the world. Oh yeah. Right. No, 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 no. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> nose job versus traveling the world. Yes. I'd say traveling the world. Yeah. Cuz right. then it's like experiences. Right. And then you're like just happier in general. It's kind of mm-hmm. like buying but, like the newest iPhone and using that money towards Right. an experience that you'll yeah. have lasting memories. Plus yeah. you can, like get the nose job for cheap if you travel around the world, I'm sure. <laughs> and like Turkey, right? I think it's cheaper in Turkey. I know people are starting to go to Turkey yeah. to get like veneers and really? stuff because it's cheaper. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, a lot of medical things. Yeah, with IVF as well. I've heard people True. go to Turkey, mm-hmm. but you got to be careful because if you're traveling oh, yeah. internationally, That's what I'm <laughs> that your doctor's up. hair are not going to like cover <laughs> yeah. you. There's no <laughs> FDA. Yeah. Over there. you hear all like those dateline stuff. And your nose is messed up. Yeah, and you're like bleeding and stuff. Like, wh- what happened? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so be careful out here. We're not recommending you travel to no, any country. Turkey, just don't to go to Turkey. Don't go to Turkey. Save up. <laughs> go to a legit person and reevaluate your oh, life, yes. you know? Get your life. <laughs> All right, now moving on. So, dear Sia, I'm studying abroad and my boyfriend just told me he wants to be in an open relationship. I fantasize about hooking up with other people all the time. But now that I have the opportunity to do so, I'm not sure if I want to. Do you think an open relationship is sustainable? No. Mm. No. <laughs> that, nah. I've never been in that situation before, but I think with any decision you make in a relationship, you should talk about it first. Like, why are you doing it? Is it because they are slowly want to get away from you? Are they, like, alluding into breaking up with you? Or is it because they want to have you in their lives, but being that far away is not helping the situation? So they just want a buffer. So I think talking about it, why, like, why do you want to have this open relationship and approach it in a way that you're not for it or against it, like, just you're just curious. You just want to know why the other person wants it. And also talk about your fears. Are like if it was me, I would fear that they would like that person more, that they wouldn't need me anymore. But then, am I putting a lot of self worth on their relationship, or mm-hmm. like just evaluate it, talk about it, voice all your concerns, and give them the opportunity to do the same as well? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I can give any more advice on that. I think that it really depends on the people involved um, in the relationship. But for this example specifically, I think a pretty clear indicator that it's not a good idea is that um, she felt she said that she fantasized about it all the time. But now that it might actually happen, she's she's not sure if she wants it anymore. I think that's a pretty clear indicator that like it you guys aren't in the emotional um, state for you to be able to sustain an open relationship in a healthy way where um where you think that like this would be a temporary thing, you think that like it it wouldn't like take away from the relationship because a healthy open relationship is probably the hardest thing to sustain because mm. 
you need to have so much like I've never experienced it, but my opinion on it is I feel like you would need to have so much like mental trust in each other to begin with. Like you need to have a strong foundation to begin with. You have to know each other like inside and out to begin with, especially if you're not going to be like in physical proximity to each other at all. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you are already like you were feeling this way just because you were fantasizing about it and it was in your brain and then suddenly in reality it's like kind of throwing you like throwing you off and you're not sure I think that's a pretty clear indicator that you're not ready yeah I definitely think that you shouldn't settle because your boyfriend says he wants to be in an open relationship because like some people in that situation are like oh I'd rather have the I'd rather have this compromised version of a relationship mm -hmm. versus what I'd actually want because mm -hmm. like it's like sticking with what you know versus what you don't know and I feel like in the long run that can get really unhealthy because like as you get more attached to this person and they drift away because you've allowed them to be in the situation where the relationship's open it's just going to lead to heartbreak down the road. And then plus, like, my favorite thing to compare open relationships to are, like, vegan chicken nuggets. <laughs> because, like, when you decide to, in my opinion, when you decide to become a vegan, you take up a lifestyle. Yeah. And that lifestyle comes with sacrifices. Mm -hmm. So you can't just have everything you want. You can't just make chicken nuggets. Like, that's not a real chicken nugget. And I feel like that's the same thing with, with open relationships. Like, when you decide to be in a relationship, you're making a lifestyle. And that sacrifice is, like, being physical with other people. That's the sacrifice you make. And when you compromise that and, like, oh, I want this and this, like, you can't really have your cake and eat it, too, in a real way, in my opinion. Yeah. And I feel like I've had a friend who is in an open relationship with her ex, and they did that, and then it caused, like, issues again. Because, like Ashley said, you really have to have, like, a strong basis, especially when you might be new. We don't know how long these people have been dating, mm -hmm. but it might be, like, a fresher relationship. And I think a lot of times, like, the boyfriend might have suggested it because he's thinking, like, you're going to be gone for, like, a few months and I want, like, um, the the P, the P in both senses. I don't know if, like, this is a male or a female or someone who's, like, non-binary. But they could want, like, pleasure and stuff. And a lot of people fail to realize you can still feel pleasure without having physical pleasure with someone. And again, like what Amna said, actually speak about why you guys want this open relationship and maybe right. see like ways that you guys don't have to actually have an open relationship, but like could fix those issues that he mm -hmm. might be anticipating. Like, I'm going to miss you. I want someone to cuddle with or whatever. Get him like a body pillow <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. And like even spring break, I don't know how like your finances are set up, but like one could go visit, like, the other and, like, stuff like that or, like, FaceTime every day. I know, like, long-distance couples that have been together since high school and went to, like, different universities mm -hmm. still making it work post-graduating college. Wow. Different years, too. Oh, wow. They've been together for, like, six years going on to seven. Beautiful. Isn't that insane uh, that's, that's a, crazy that's prison oh yeah I <laughs> feel back as well. isn't that like the cutest thing ever and when i heard that my heart just melted and you see them interact with each other and it's so natural and like they really love each other and that's the sweetest thing and they've made it like work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah. and it wasn't always it wasn't easy it's never been like mm -hmm. a smooth road so you just need to like talk about that and don't also I'd, um for you i don't want you to like give in 
and right. really be unhappy with it and then it festers right. mm-hmm. and you start blaming him for stuff and it co- leads to like other issues right. in the relationship yeah. like the best thing that you guys can both do right now is be as honest and direct with each other as possible and like help each other maybe dig into like what this means where you think this desire comes from like mm-hmm. really get to really like if you guys want to make it work I think that the number one thing is like helping each other develop that like at least emotional basis so like you can understand each other's like reasons for wanting to do it mm-hmm. true and then you also have to think of the other people you will be seeing because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not fair to them either because they might be looking for a relationship and yeah they understand like it's open but feelings can grow and, and it can just be like a whole mess that you yeah. really don't drama you don't want drama in your yeah. life and this could lead to like a lot of it so you just have to evaluate how strong your relationship is right yeah and also I would say like if you decide to go for it just know that it's not gonna be a smooth transition transition from being exclusive to being open so be open to, to the possibilities of things getting messier and also try your best to Make it as smooth as possible. Like have rules, for example, like cannot hook up with people we both know. Just communicate, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it if it if your boyfriend is someone that you think that you can do that mm-hmm. with, then I would say like, yeah, you can definitely consider it. Like if you feel like he's not someone that you would feel comfortable doing with that, not necessarily ever, but maybe like right now, then I don't. It probably isn't a good idea to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And I I I would also say like. You really can't compare where you and him are to, like, other relationships that you see. The only thing you can do is, like, know yourself and, like, understand him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with communication and being direct, it's always not going to be – it's not always going to be comfortable. And that's one of the – that's one of the ways you know you're doing something right when it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, like, having that conversation is about, like, oh, why are we doing this? Is it because you want to substitute, like, the physical part? Because, again, I think that goes into mixed sacrifices in your relationship. So, yeah, have that conversation and be okay, which is a hard thing to say, but be okay with walking away Mm because sometimes that's Mm -hmm. best for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that includes not just at the beginning of deciding if you want to do it, but also throughout, like, if you set boundaries the way Amna has said and those boundaries are disrespected, um, I feel like it's sometimes very easy for it to be a slippery slope and you let this this time you let it pass and this time you say it's fine and this time you just forget about it or you forgive and then it'll just, like... If that first time the boundaries were disrespected, I think that's a clear indication that maybe it's not going to work out the way that you wanted it to. So, like, don't be, again, don't be afraid to walk away. Also, like, if if the boundaries were not were not crossed, at any time you just suddenly don't feel comfortable with it anymore, just feel free to talk about it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, even like if no one did anything to make the other person feel upset or something but he just are no longer comfortable with it so it sounds like we're all collectively saying that you need to be honest with yourself and your partner mm-hmm. and communicate communicate mm-hmm. whatever exactly. decision you make or what right. you're thinking just communicate your feelings mm-hmm. right all right well thank you guys for coming on thank and you. thank you sharing thank all you this so lovely knowledge before i let you guys go i want to ask each of you your major in Amna situation, she's post-bac, but mm-hmm. like post-bac and like what subject? Can you guys each go around and say? Okay, do I start? Yeah. Okay, I'm uh, a post-bac student, which means I can come and take whatever classes I want. But I decided to focus on psychology classes. Mm-hmm. I graduated from Carnegie Mellon in 2018. 
and I did business. I am majoring in communications right now with Sia. We're both in Annenberg. Um, And I'm doing three minors, actually, in consumer psych, music, and fine arts. Wow. She's a G (laughs) and is really, like, talented in so many things. Oh, wow. I'm uh, doing dual degree. So in Wharton, I'm doing, like, legal studies and philosophy. No, in the college, I'm doing philosophy. Mm-hmm. And then Wharton, you're doing legal studies. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I asked you guys this because in each of your fields of study and what you potentially want to do in life, um, would you say that you need to be knowledgeable, like, on the world in general? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys all love to read academic works of literature. You like to stay knowledgeable about the world. And I'm bringing this up because this season, the Trillis is sponsored by The Economist. And we have a special promo code for all of our listeners, young, old. If you listen, use our code. It's in the description box. I personally have been using The Economist. Um, I've been subscribed since freshman fall because um, my intro to IR professor recommended it as like a source that's like not as biased as like other news outlets i like um listening to it in the morning and i have a digital subscription but you can do digital and print and it's amazing and if you use our code you can get a mole skin notebook with the economist branded on it wow so for free Mm -hmm. and it's a 12 dollar 12 week subscription so please check it out. The Economist is great. I personally use it, and I've been subscribed for such a long time. So, yeah. So I want all of you listeners to check it out. Again, the link's in the description. All right. Thank you, guys. Continue living your life. Um, we are all making mistakes. We're all not perfect. We are not actual doctors. We're just <laughs> students that have, like, lived life, and we're learning through that. And we just want to give you advice um, so that you won't make the same mistakes or like won't suffer. We would like to thank Mary Oshilano and the Kelly Writers House for letting us record in the Rexler studio. Peace and love.